brothers and sisters, we're living in a lockdown of coronavirus right now. Every part of life is affected. For example, we cannot go out. If we go out, we have to wear a mask. And even in today's worship, we have to alter our service. But God is reminding us there is a bigger pandemic out there has been affected human being for generations from time with Adam. And this pandemic is sin. And in today, I want to share with you a simple idea from the Bible. It's so simple that it's embarrassing. This simple idea is we must be awake and not get used to living with the virus or the sin that we are around us. We must be awake and we must go back to God. We're in a sermon series of the first Thessalonians. In chapter 5 of this book, Paul gives us three great reasons why we as children of God and children of the light, we must awake in the middle of the sinful world that we're living in. The first reason that Paul gives us is because we are alive and saved from God's wrath. In verse 10, 11, it reads, For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that we might live with him. When we mention the word God's wrath, a lot of people become very upset because of our modern sentiment. They said that we are too intolerant and this is too disconcerting for the public. But God's wrath also show his love for us. For example, when our child is being bullied or worse, being molested in our school, we became very angry and want justice to be served. In the same way, God is angry about the sins that is surrounding us and controlling us. Now, there is a great misunderstanding from a lot of people. They think that because we are creation of God, one day we'll go back to God. But the Bible tells us that God is going to judge us. Instead of children of God, we are children of wrath without Jesus. For Romans 2.5 it says, But because of your heart and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. The Bible tells us that everyone has sinned and the wages of sin is death. So we all deserve death in God's eye because we've all sinned. We've tried different things. Some people try to do good works. Some people want to do religious acts. Some people even tried meditation. But none of them can get rid of our guilt that's deep in our heart. We know that we're going to face God's judgment and with fear of death. And that comes the grace of God and the gifts of God, which is so beautiful. In Romans 8, 3 to 4, it says, By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemns sin in the flesh in order that the righteous judgment of law might be fulfilled. Jesus came on earth. All of you have heard of Jesus dying for the cross. But why did he come? He came because he wants to be a substitute of the penalty of sin for us. He came because, not because he has sinned, because we have sinned and someone have to pay the penalty. So he came and volunteered himself to take all our sins from us and put on himself when he died on the cross. 
What amazing grace of God. God himself suffered the most excruciating pain that people can experience dying on the cross, hours on end on the cross, just to love us and save us. And because of that, if we accept God's grace by faith, we can become righteous in God's eye. In God's eye, we are pure. And in God's eye, we are alive and we're saved from God's wrath. The movie Matrix is considered one of the best sci-fi movie of all times. In this movie, computer programmer Thomas Anderson, also known as Neo in his hacking career, he felt that the world is just something terribly wrong with this world, and he always encountered the word Matrix. Then one day, there's a person called Morpheus that came to him and offered him the truth. He said to him, you can take the red pill or the blue pill. If you take the red pill, you will see the truth. If you take the blue pill, you can go back to sleep again. In the same way, God has offered us those two pills. We have taken the red pill and we know the truth that we're living in a world of sin. That's why there's so many things wrong with this world. But also the truth is, the amazing grace of God has come to men. And if we accept it by faith, we can be righteous in God's eye and go back to God again. The Bible tells us in John 8, 22, it said, You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So the reason why we must awake is because we are already alive and saved by God's wrath and we don't need to go back to sleep again. The second reason why we must awake is because we're children of the light. Let's read the passage. In verse 5 and 7 it reads, For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. For those who sleep, sleep as at night. In the movie Matrix, there was a lazy, disgruntled, and even sleazy member of the rebellion. He betrays the rebellion and Morpheus and his team. He approached Agent Smith. Now, nothing to do with our pastor Graham Smith in City Reach, of course. And he tried to get all the benefits of fine dining, fame, money. But Cyber have one condition. He said, when I help you, you need to wipe up all my memories. Basically, he tried to block all his conscience and sin. Now, in the movie and also with all the audience when we watch this movie, we all hate this guy. But in real life, sometimes we're like this person. We love comfort. We love sin. And that's how sins work. They try to block our conscience and try to just enjoy the moment of the time, but not looking at consequences. What Cyber have done is going to kill the rebellion and also destroy mankind. In the same way, when we sin, it doesn't affect us, it affects many, many people. The Bible is very clear how we should live. In Second Corinthians 4, 6, it said, God says, let light shine out of darkness. And as children of light, we must shine God's light to a very dark world. You're going to ask, Pastor Vincent, how can we become children of the light? Now, I'm going to tell you what we should not do. 
Historically, there's two extremes that people take. One is to conform to the world. One is isolation. Conform to the world, God have ordered us precisely not to do it. In Romans 12, 2, the Bible teaches us, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our mind. A lot of Christians, because they want to get closer to the lost, they become totally like them. Their attitude, their speech, and even their actions become no difference to the world. They become totally ineffective. Instead of affecting people to be more like Jesus, we become totally influenced by them. We're more like the world. And they usually denied biblical truth and they don't want to talk about God's judgment or sin because it's just too offensive. In this way, we become totally ineffective. The Bible tells us very, very clearly that in John 17, 16, it says, they are not of the world. That Christians, just as Jesus, is not of the world. Now, there's another extreme that people take. They want to separate from world because of the evilness of this world. They won't want to be polluted by the world. And so they withdraw themselves away from the world and build walls around them so that it's almost like a Christian bubble. They don't want to associate with the world. One example is the Amish people. The Amish people do not use electricity, they don't have television or smartphone, don't have computer, and they don't have cars, they use horses. Basically, they're living back in the 19th century. In this way, they think that in this, they will not be polluted by the world. But this is not what God has asked us to do. In John 17, 15, it said, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. God's heart is for us to live in this world, to be the salt and light of the world, and not to withdraw from it. A lot of Christians only have Christian friends. A lot of Christians just reach Christian books. And there's nothing wrong with doing all this. But we should reach out to our friends. So then, how can we live as children of the light? Jesus gave us a great example. Jesus lived his life in holiness, but at the same time, he lived his life so close to sinners that they can hear his message. In this world is full of sin, how can we live a holy life? We must daily spend time with God, praying to God as and ask God for protection. But at the same time, we must do our devotion. That's why in our church, we want everyone to do soap devotion, an easy way we can get draw close to God and let God speak to us daily. Now we've learned that why, as children of the light, why we must be awake. The first reason is because we're really alive, we don't want to go back to sleep again. The second reason is because we're children of the light, we shouldn't go back to sleep again. And the third reason is, we must be awake because Jesus is coming back very, very soon. The Bible tells us that for you yourself are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night.
Just imagine, if a thief tries to rob you, he's, going, he's not going to give you a call and say, Bro, I'm going to rob you at a certain date and a certain time. No, he's going to find a time which you're not aware of. The least kind of um, uh, protection that you have. He may even study your routine of work when you're going to work and the house is empty. In the same way, when Jesus comes back, he will come back in a time that will least expect it. So what can we do? We must be alert all the time. We must know that Jesus is coming back soon and have alert. We need to set up an alarm system of accountability around us so that when Jesus comes back, we won't be sinning. We must be alert at Jesus and aware that he's coming very, very soon. Because we know Jesus is coming very, very soon, we must have a sense of urgency. We know that the clock is ticking. From all the prophecies in the Bible, we know that Jesus is coming back very, very soon. From Israel form a country to all the pestilences like the pandemic we have, from all the earthquake, from all the wars that we have, the false prophets, we know that Jesus is coming back soon. Even Jesus can come back right now. So what should we do? Now let's think of a scenario. Some of you may have go to one of the royal show and go to a shooting and one minute how many baskets you can shoot. And in the last 10 seconds, people's speed of picking up ball and try to throw it become faster and faster and faster. Because the time is ticking, we don't have much time left. They try to get as many balls as they can, start using one hand, now they're using two hands to try to get the ball into the basket. In the same way, the Bible teaches us that we must encourage one another and build one another more and more and more because the time is running short. And also in Thessalonians, it said that do not grow weary of doing good because when we're doing good, helping people, praying for people, we do get tired at times. But God said, don't get tired because when you do good work, Jesus is coming back soon and all this will be uh, all this God will take into account and God will receive us as good and faithful servant. So in the same way, we must raise against time so that we can preach the gospel. And if your family do not know Jesus yet, pray for them, reach out to them. If you have done something wrong, you need to confess your sins before God. If you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, do it right now. Because we know that Jesus is coming back soon, it gives us ordinary energy to live sacrificially and strategically. In Romans 12, 1, it says, To present your bodies as living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. We should live a life which is sacrificial and strategic. In the movie Matrix, Morpheus have to make a decision. He knows that Neo is the chosen one and he can save the world. So what he did is, at a critical moment, he sacrificed his life for the sake of the world. He, when they're chasing Neo, he was caught by Agent Smith again. And because of that, Neo can be set free and later came and rescue him. Because of what Jesus has done in our life, because of his sacrifice for the cross for us, 
we can live sacrificially today. And we see many, many people around us, cloud of weaknesses. For example, Tom, one of the residents of planting a church in Canberra. He and his team has to uproot everything they have in Adelaide, selling their house, resigning from the job in Adelaide, and go and find houses and find jobs in Canberra. They live sacrificially. How about you today? In today's passage, Paul teaches us very, very clearly a simple idea. As children of God, we must be awake because we're already taking the red pill and we are alive. We don't want to go back to sleep again. And the second reason is we're children of the light. We are not children of darkness. So we must live in the light to live holy lives and also close to sinners so that we can preach the gospel of Jesus to the crowd. And the third reason is we know that Jesus is coming soon. So we must live a sacrificial life. We must do our best to uh, reach out to the world and we must be alert that we are not caught in sin. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the great message we have today of your word that we must turn back to you. Help us to wake up from our sin, from the coronavirus and the sins around us, not to get complacent, but to be awake so that we can be light and salt for you. And Lord Jesus, do come. Come back soon because we wait for you to change the world for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.